Speaking with Andy Wrights at a beautiful food and farm exploration center that is going to be coming to you soon, just off Interstate 39 in the community of Plover. Andy, tell me a little bit about how this all got started. It's beautiful as it stands. How did it get started? Hi, Pam. Thank you very much. My name is Andy Wrights. I'm the executive director here. My background is uh, came off of a 30-year career in the cranberry industry, and one of my favorite jobs in the cranberry world was actually doing tours and teaching people about cranberries and all that went into it. So this is a perfect fit. I'm happy to be here. And the Food and Farm Exploration Center is all about agriculture education. And it started from very very humble beginnings. It really was just a group of farmers that wanted to share. That's exactly right. Like many great projects, it started with an idea over probably a cocktail napkin or a pizza box or something on really how big of a disconnect there is with people and where their food comes from or not knowing where their food comes from and all that goes into growing a crop. So the center is all focused primarily right now around fresh vegetables grown in central Wisconsin. So potatoes, sweet corn, green beans, peas, carrots, that those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But it really started with a lot of the ag producers here in the neighborhood. By ag, I mean the farmers and growers and producers in that world. So um, they had a couple of experiences. We can all relate that if you were to ask any family, uh, where does their food come from? The answer you're probably going to get is the store. So that very quickly was the aha moment that, all right, we've got some work to do. Mm -hmm. So the idea was birthed uh, probably eight years ago on trying to get, improve this process. But in 2018, a nonprofit foundation was formed with the sole purpose of improving the the knowledge around uh, production agriculture. That singular purpose at that time was to try to get lessons into the schools. Mm -hmm. A lot of the school districts have dropped agriculture curriculum or agriculture lessons. So now it's back in there and we're trying to get in there. But in 2018, that was where it started. Fast forward to today. We're here today in a great big building because the idea got some legs and some traction and a few more people said, hey, we need to do this. We're in support of this. And now we have a a 50,000 square foot building with event spaces, a huge exhibit hall that will showcase all that goes into farming today, the technology behind it, the people that make it work, and as well as a number of other spaces. Yeah, it's beautiful. And like we said, it's still more to uh, come. And there's each area of the building is offering something unique, not just to the visitor, but to the community. That's correct. So we'll have a a cafe. We're calling it the Colorful Plate Cafe. That'll be a coffee shop with some grab-and-go sandwiches, salads, that kind of thing. Come in, hang out, have a coffee, work on your laptop. The whole area is meant to be very welcoming and open to the public. We have a state-of-the-art kitchen lab where we're going to not just in the whole center talk about agriculture education but let's talk about what do you do with it after it comes off the field we'll have cooking demonstrations or demos from celebrity chefs or other things that space will also be rentable for a private event like a cocktail party or a mixology class Mm -hmm. in addition we have a maker space which is more of a get your hands dirty let's put stuff together and try to connect what happens in the field or on farms to real life things like hydraulics electrical systems drones precision agriculture the sky is really the limit in that Mm -hmm. maker space as we move through the building we've got a huge really 
snazzy garage that we're calling the farm tech shed where we'll be able to create a safe environment and bring in the really big farm equipment that most people don't ever get a chance to get up close and personal with. So we'll be able to do that and and rotate exhibits through there as well. That space will be multifunction for private events or uh, concerts or other things that we may want to have just in that space. Right. right. As we move through the rest of the building, then we go upstairs, we've got um, a banquet facility that can hold uh, about 240 people in a banquet-style configuration for weddings or corporate functions or seminars or trainings, as well as a a corporate boardroom and a couple of other breakout spaces that we can use for whatever purpose we want to do. Right. And a state-of-the-art catering kitchen that goes right along with it. That's right. We've got everything we need to support a, a big event or a small event. Right. And uh, would you say 300 people that could be out on the balcony as well? That's right. Thanks for that. I forgot about that. So we have an observation deck that looks out over four one-acre demonstration fields where we're going to be able to showcase um, the local crops or even do some educational programming in those fields through our um, education staff. Right, right. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that because, to your point, trying to connect the dots, what I pulled out of the ground and now I take it to the kitchen, you guys are going to be living that. Exactly right. I think nothing will connect that more than if we're doing a cooking demonstration, for example, and say it's on whatever, beans and tomatoes, but the first order of business is let's go pick those from either the garden or the demonstration fields mm-hmm. that we have right here on site. Mm-hmm. If we can't make that connection, we've kind of lost the battle and maybe the war. Right. And it's not going to end. I mean, that's the footprint as it stands right now. But you also have plans moving forward. Uh, a greenhouse, for example, and explain the rationale behind a greenhouse with this fantastic facility. Sure, you bet. So phase two will be a greenhouse and a couple of other outdoor areas, but the greenhouse is designed to always have something green and growing. The reason for that is that we're open to school groups and we want to encourage school groups to come and see us as field trips and other opportunities. But the farming season or the growing season doesn't necessarily mesh well with the school year. So we'll always have something that we can go and look at how roots are formed or look at a flower part or get a, you name it, we can do it in there. Right, right. Again, uh, we're talking with Andy Reitz, who's uh, the executive director of this beautiful farm and food uh, innovation center. And it's located just food and farm exploration center off Innovation Drive. Innovation, innovation Drive. Innovation Drive. And part of the reason why I bring up innovation is this uh, mission of this building and its educational components is not looking back. It's projecting forward. That's exactly right. What we're trying to do is change the perception or at least educate around what a farmer is. The days of the straw hat and the pitchfork and the nostalgic thing, while noble and we can't forget that part of history, that's not modern production agriculture now. It's very high tech and very progressive. And actually from an educational and and workforce development standpoint, farmers and growers are competing for the same talent pool because 
because these, these fields are so high technology or high technology driven. Mm-hmm. So the secondary purpose, I guess, of just educating consumers and people about where their food comes from is let's try to encourage people to pursue a career in agriculture through some of these high tech fields. If you're good at video games, you're probably got a fit, a fit for you in agriculture with drones or driving a tractor. Well, and you want to drive a tractor. I don't know if I'll be able to drive your tractor that you're going to have here, Andy. Tell them about those. Yeah, thank you. We have two life-size tractor cab simulators that'll probably be the the focal point of the whole educational center. Um, 16 screens, 55-inch monitors, and it'll give you a full almost 360 perspective of being in a real cab of a tractor and you'll be able to select various crops and get that real life experience. I said it sounds like I'm going to get motion sickness. You ought to be selling tickets for this one. It sounds like a ride. It it will be fun. I think one of our challenges will be moving people (laughs) along so that everyone gets a turn but that's okay. That's a good problem to have. I'm glad I'm here at the stage of development for the building as I am because uh, I know that things are going to get incredibly busy over the course of the next few weeks, few months. Give people people the optimum goal for the grand opening of this wonderful facility. You bet. So right now we're expecting the exhibits to start arriving and uh, a lot of activity will be going on here. We're not open yet, but we're planning to be open in late October or early November. We don't have an exact date yet, so stay tuned to our websites and social media um, activity. We're active on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and we post regularly on updates here. So follow us there and stay tuned for when the grand opening will be. And the website again? ExploreFoodAndFarm.org. ExploreFoodAndFarm.org. I tell you what, I want to be one of the first people in line when this has finally got the bow on it and ready to go. You will be impressed. So again, Andy Reitz along with us, Executive Director of the Food and Farm Exploration Center just off I-39 in the community of Plover. It is going to be a real gem for the state of Wisconsin. I'll look forward to it. Again, their website ExploreFoodAndFarm.org. ExploreFoodAndFarm.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.